Uh, welcome to the Club Club Podcast. My name is James Alvarado. I'm the head idiot here at Hard Audio Fitness. There we go. <laughs> um, and it's a little different. As you might have heard, we're joined by the intellectual nucleus of uh, the band Dow. <laughs> uh, yeah, you joined... can say that. <laughs> we're joined by uh, Mitch, the bassist, and Brian, vocalist. How are you guys doing? Doing real great. Good. Great. Pretty good day. Thank you for being here. How are y'all? Not bad. Doing all right? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Still at the office. So they, those two have, have uh, traveled around New England watching you guys. Really have. We, we heard on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh, they listened. Crap. So you guys did listen to it. So that was something I wanted to get into. So we just did an episode on your album, Summit. And part A of the question was, you know, if you listen to it, which is kind of scary, afraid you said yes. And, and two, what do we get wrong? <laughs> uh, anything wrong? I don't remember anything wrong. I, honestly, I remember just listening. I just remember being flattered the whole time. I was like, man, these people are so nice. And they think <laughs> we're so nice. It's going to be a hard <laughs> reckoning when we meet them. I and like, I know. Bricks the whole time. The only possibility is disappointment, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like y'all gave me a lot more credit than I deserved in terms of like uh, thinking things through. Agreed. Because I, I like when we did that record, uh, I felt like we didn't know what the fuck we were doing at the time. <laughs> no, I, especially in terms of writing. Yeah, it was real funny. You're like Ryan. I don't remember exactly what you said. You're like chose to 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 sing the lyrics at this moment of the song with this yeah. with this particular lyric, and I'm like. There's no way that was <laughs> it was like it's cool it worked out like that, but that's yeah. a happy accident. Well, that's how it goes, right? Yeah, I remember. You know, I got into Tyrant and then you know Natural Progression, but I don't know if this happens to you guys, but you know, you hear band people like they they want a band to just play their first or their second record and just do that again over and over and over again, right? And I've appreciated that. You know, you go to a, one of y'all's live shows and you don't, you have no idea what the set list is going to be. At least. We usually don't either. Yeah, we're Which, usually picking it out on, on stage. On stage. Like, literally, what do y'all want to play next? <laughs> right. Oh, I yeah. think we, we stopped that, though, when uh, we got two new people and they didn't like that yeah. uh, that process. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Tyler was not a fan. Yeah. And then, of course, all of y'all's albums, you know, they, they just they end up sounding different and you do the collaborations that are all different and the EPs are different. I, I, I just, you know, I like that you guys aren't afraid to just do whatever you want. Basically. I mean, we, we also aren't a band that has like hits though. You know, I don't think we have like, no one's like clamoring for, right. I mean, speaking of hits, we didn't talk about smoke pigs or play a clip from it the entire time. I would say if there was one, that would be it. <laughs> But but it's only because the title is so like yeah. inflammatory yeah. and in, in a way that like punk and punk type people will grasp onto. Right. Like right. it's not it's not because people are like oh this song versus that song you know. Right. Most I feel like most of those people couldn't even tell you what Smoke Pigs sounds like. There's been shows where we played it and then somebody will yell for Smoke Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Freebird. Yeah. 
So I had one other comment to make, uh, Mitch. I, I'm a fan of Kowloon Walled City. So naturally, I found your appearance on their basis podcast. And there was a moment in there where both of you a, a little bit, maybe maybe the word is whined or complained about being told to just play the lowest note on your bass and play the root note and just, you know. And me being on the other side of that conversation many times in musical collaborations, I, I guess maybe I should just say I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I understand guitarists, especially right now. I, Matthew, who's in that, plays guitar in that. He and I are starting this other band together where we're both playing guitar. And I think I get it a little bit more now where we were playing with the bassist for a little bit. And I'm like, just make it, you know, play the low stuff. You know, we need somebody to fill in. So I get it a little bit, but it's so boring. <laughs> just so boring. I mean, I, I feel it. I, I, I just feel like you've heard it so many times. Like, I just feel in my heart, you know, like it's going to serve the song best if you just play the root note, please. <laughs> no, that's not it's not wrong. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just want to wail on that mother effer. That's right. Just get groovy on it. So anybody have any other uh, random questions before we jump into this record that y'all picked? No, I think we should talk about the record. Yeah, let's do what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Most deaf. Most deaf. The ecstatic. Have fun, y'all. City breathing all down your neck. Bad news and good dope special effects. Hold your hand, hit that power like bang. Snap up a few key stitches. We know that you can't confuse me. Magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective, but the static of kinetic is power. Pass pressure and mass beyond measure. You can face someone ever you best stop. Thank you, very kind. I said, low red and I clear my eyes. Feel a jaw on my heartstrings, drawing the line. Started off with an orchid, natural portrait. I am Picasso, but that ain't a part of faith. Mo's deaf. You Did y'all like it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, has yeah. anybody not heard it before? I had never heard it before. Yeah, I, hadn't and, uh, I remembered when I saw the album art, and I was like, oh, I used to like, I remember seeing this album art, um, but I had never heard it. So none of y'all had heard it. Wow. No. So, like Brian I said, and Mitch... I'm surprised you had never heard it, James. Yeah. I, I had listened to Black on Both Sides and the Black Star thing that he does with uh, Talib Kualib. I had heard that stuff, yeah. And I ended up liking the Black Star stuff more than Black on Both Sides. So I just never really got into his other material. See that that's weird to me because uh the the Black Star stuff, I, I love Black Star, but that record is like half Black Star and then it's half collaborations. Like every other yeah. song has like a zillion other MCs on it. And like that's cool sometimes, but like it can get I want to listen to Black Star to listen to Black Star, not like all their buddies like on those that's tracks. True. So so how did you guys come into contact with this album? Loving most deaf, huge most deaf fan. He's F like favorite rapper, favorite rapper. Yeah, all right. With that, easily, easily, yeah. But the, when I hit Brian up w w about this, I said, I was like, all right, here are the three things that we have in common. That we, I mean, there's more than three. There's more than three, but the main <laughs> three. I was like, here are the three bands we could do: Pearl Jam, Most Deaf, or The Shins. We, we probably could have done a couple of those Coldplay records. Or probably, yeah, we could have done Coldplay. <laughs> but looking at y'all's, the albums y'all had done. Y'all haven't done any hip-hop yet, right? 
we did Goody Mob. Oh, it's okay. Man, yep. On its way it's out. It's not out yet, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay, so the, yeah, that's why I was like, they've done indie stuff and heavier stuff. So I was like, well, let's try the step mm-hmm. out. And then Brian hit me up. <laughs> text, he's like, man, we should have done that new Shins album. They like the indie stuff better. And I was like, tell them it's not too late. But well, you know, well, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wouldn't have wanted to do the new one, but but I would have, I would have wanted to do the Shins. Would have been fun with it too, just because yeah. obsessed, starting obsessed with it. But yeah. I was, I got like super obsessed with Miss Death like a month ago. I mean, I was posting all kinds of stuff on the Val Instagram with Miss Death. Were you? Just cause, yeah, because I was like listening to him. I was listening to all the records constantly, watching interviews with him like every night before I'd go to sleep. Being so just like obsessed that, with that. Wait, wait, which, which Thou account do you control? He's official. Okay. I'm just Thou Band. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. And somebody we don't know who Thou Band unofficial is, but that's Is it one of you? No. I thought it was the I body. Wish. You thought it was who? I thought it was the body. It might be. Okay. It might be. That's what I assumed, but I can't remember why. I thought I'm gonna that. start official Thou Band unofficial Instagram account right now. <laughs> oh, good luck. It's, yeah. it's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. <laughs> Expect to get tagged in a lot of posts. Yeah, yeah, really. So I guess I lost my train of thought about... Oh, wait. I, what, I want to go back to Brian's post. He said he was posting interviews and stuff. I also oh, just saw this most deaf thing. Maybe it's from you posting it. But he's talking about, like, if he was the president. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, if I was the president. If I, and it's yeah, so funny. Yeah, it's great. And there's a line... Free breakfast for all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the line? No. There's a line. He's just, like, ripping. He's just yeah. so funny. And he goes... He goes... High fives are at an all-time high. You know they are. <laughs> and it just cracks me up. He's just like going and going. It's so good. I, I rewatched uh, Be Kind Rewind. Oh, and I, I was in my most. I just watched it yeah, yeah. during quarantine. Have you all seen that movie? Mm-mm. Yeah, like t- when it came out, what twelve years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this will probably—I'm the baby on this podcast. This will probably date me, but my introduction to most stuff was uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. Yeah. When I was like, I don't know, twelve years old. <laughs> I didn't like that movie so much, but I liked that most Def was in it. He's so good in it, though. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I watched that. I was like twenty six when I watched that. I must be probably the oldest person here. <laughs> probably. Is that the one where the answer is fifty four? Forty two. You did a nice 42. track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. It's got like Martin Freeman. It's the. 2000 Zoe Deschanel was in it. There probably was a Shins track because Zoe Deschanel was involved. You know, <laughs> I feel like that that kind of happens. But all right, so where do we want to start with this album? Um, you tell us. Great yeah, question. I mean, for me, my general thoughts is like West Coast producers like Madlib and Oh No, but it sounds New York and East Coast through and through, which I thought was interesting. I don't know how y'all felt. But, that, I mean, that was one of my favorite aspects of the album was the beats. I mean, I really liked the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Mad Lib and Oh No fan. I don't know Oh No. Never heard of him, but I'm a huge Mad Lib fan. I mean, all his solo stuff, Quasimodo and the mm-hmm. Mad Villain stuff is, like, mm-hmm. legendary. But, and yeah, but I don't know Oh No. Uh, I like the flow of the album. It's it, obviously it's the first few tracks are like the real 
what is it, Arabian right. vibe thing going on. Yeah. And then it transitions. It's just like a fun album to listen to, like like to take a step back from and just feel it. Again, again, super magic, black origin, crush me out of dopeness, step me out of dopeness, sketch another opus, black opus. Yeah, I like that there's like a midpoint where it moves from that to like Latin jazz kind of influences, which is kind of cool. Like there's that like that samba song in the end. Uh, that, that's cool. That I just immediately love that intro riff when he comes in and and um that first song. Uh, and if you listen to headphones, it's like panning back and forth. Ecstatic, ecstatic, ecstatic. Classic. There's a lot of good like ping pong pans in this yeah, album. Yeah, there's like a ton of that. Yeah, I noticed as well. That's fun to say. Just ping pong pan. <laughs> I uh I, I kind of was surprised when I first listened to it by like um I mean I didn't have any expectation for it but I would almost describe the sound of it as like lo-fi at times um it's sort of like I mean obviously there's a lot of like vintage sounding samples and stuff um and I feel like it sounds less polished in a way than a lot of other hip hop that you hear maybe but um and I kind of liked that about it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's part of the, with, I mean, his whole thing, I think is maybe, I don't know why Brian is attracted to it, but one of the reasons I am is it's not the like normal flashy <laughs> stuff you hear on the right. radio or MTV or whatever, or would hear on MTV if that was still a thing. I mean, it's got like a nineties sound, Yeah, which is, which is like what, what I'm the hip hop I'm more into, mm-hmm. I think. Most Def, Tribe yeah. Call Quest. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Dead Press, the early Dead Press stuff. Dell, the funky homo sapien. Oh, yeah. Love all his 80s, 90s stuff. Kanye. I the first Kanye record. I just got into Dell's uh, like groups he was in. The Hieroglyphics. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love all that stuff. Really glad I found that stuff. I saw them in Baton Rouge at this small bar called the Spanish Moon, where like all the punk shows, the punk like bar shows happened, and it was like next level cool seeing them in a small space like that. Yeah, that always intimidates me about hip hop shows because I'm always afraid it's going to be I'm up in a balcony somewhere and I just not really get to experience anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's cool that you got to got to do that. Yeah, it was great. Anna. What'd you think of it? Yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it a lot. Um, I feel like I would need, like, years to just, like, unpack all of it. So, like, I feel like it was a lot to, you know, yeah. kind of just listen to in a week. Um, but, like, I thought the flow of the album was really awesome. Like, really cool beats. Um, yeah, like, just all the, like, varied styles on it. Um, I thought it was very, very cool. Yeah, you don't like... all have to say you like it just because we're here and we picked it. You don't. You could not like After it. After you guys leave the call, we'll be I mean, like, this is where Zach why chimes in that? with something really, really mean about it. You know? No, I, I, I liked it. That's okay. I'm curious why you picked this most deaf record as opposed to one of the other ones. I think it's my favorite one, even over Black on Both Sides, which is like a masterpiece to me. How does this one compare? Uh, I mean, the the stuff I was reading up on it just to like get prepared for this, and a, a bunch of articles 
called it like a return to form. It was like mm. back to being like black on both sides when the two middle albums didn't do so well. But I also love those so much. True, ma- true Magic is True like... Magic's incredible. So that was interesting to me. Like I didn't know that he had a valley of performance like that. And then I was reading on the Wikipedia that there was that impression of it. And that surprised me. Right. Yeah, I had no idea that there that those albums did not like do well or were not critically hit because to me they're huge. Yeah, but I think I think probably they weren't promoted the way some of those because he left you left Geffen at a certain point. Right. I think I think even True Magic was like they barely even put it in a, in a sleeve. You know, like the CD yeah, is yeah, like yeah. it's just a thing. The CD is like a CD yeah. in a in a in like a blank case. I something. thought that was like a cool artistic choice or something. Was that the uh, one before this one? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you managed okay. it. Because yeah, yeah. I did find there was an article where someone was talking about how, like, he had, like, a three-record deal. And this was, like, the one before that was, like, the he was just trying to fulfill something while he was acting in movies and just didn't, maybe didn't put his fullest into it. I don't know, though, because that record's sick. It's got those two Wu-Tang ripoffs. Yeah on it it's got uh is that the, the, the dollar day it's got the katrina song katrina which is song. like fucking maybe his best song I uh that it's, you don't think it's, that is, it's a good sign of a best song <laughs> that's 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 number one uh yeah this i don't know this one is the one i go back and listen to the most now i think the the last half of it is some of his best work and it's so, and this is like the cheesy part, but it's so emotional to me and like just hits real hard some of the like lyrics and the topics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, also, uh, Quiet Dog, the fifth track or something, is like a straight up banger, just perfect for dancing around the kitchen. Yeah, yeah it's such a fun song. With it's the, fun. It has yeah. like the clapping and the. Yeah. yeah. Quiet Dog by Hall, my God. Sitting in a rocket, don't stop. Brooklyn in the kitchen, heat up the stove top. I don't know. I just come back to it a lot. I think, and, my, and, and also, also it was totally random. I like pitched Brian a bunch of albums. He said, "Pick whatever," and I was like, "All right, let's do this one. I love it." I mm-hmm. I didn't think about it too much. I just picked it. I'm glad y'all had never heard it. That's kind of cooler to me that we get to talk about it all y'all's first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta. Everybody likes it too, which is which is rare. It is very rare. One thing that was fun for me as a first time listener to the album on the very first time I listened to it was in uh which one is it the the intro skit on the embassy with the pilot seven thousand feet and our airspeed is four hundred miles an hour where all of a sudden he starts yeah. talking about guns was like Colt King Cobra that's a three fifty seven caliber firearm with a black rubber <laughs> I got that like surprise yeah I had that in my notes time, that I was, was like, like genuinely like surprised and like disoriented when that part <laughs> yeah. came I saw on. some yeah. conflicting stuff on the internet like whether that was real or not there was yeah, there's no know. way it's real because he says the flight attendant has a gun but um yeah i mean i guess the first part of it is like a real sample but then when it like goes to talking about guns and being distorted that i don't think that that was a real if it's not real then how is it recording <laughs> that also happens to be one of my favorite songs on the album the greatest the greatest salutations congratulations reservations exclusive arrangements dinner with the page. and then uh the one uh where is that Later on, I guess I thought I thought it was right after it for some reason. Uh, Revelations. That's like my favorite mm-hmm. beat on the album. Yeah, from Madlib. Sunshine. Oi, 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 oi. 
I, I kept doing that. I was like, man, I love this beat. And I go look up the pr- production notes and it was a Mad Lib beat. Of course. Like, well, of course. <laughs> Which I also read, they said Mad Lib was just pulling old stuff from his like old records. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Nice. Some, of it, some of it's like reused. And yeah. But, but most Def's got a history of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dead Press does that all the time. Some yeah. of the best Dead Press stuff is like when they're just stealing some beat. Yeah. Parrying the song even like in a way the rape awesome. over that jay-z the takeover i never listened to jay-z no oh dead Pre- no jay-z has a song called the takeover yeah yeah most def did a song same beat called the rape over about how jay-z was like this mtv <laughs> shill kind of thing and, and uh, you know it was great what record is that one Drew danger i think anyway sorry it's probably one of the rap rap rock tracks no 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 we'll listen to it later sorry let's continue <laughs> So I guess if we're still on beats, the beginning of Twilight Speedball reminded me heavily of that uh, Pharaoh Monch song, Simon Says. Have fun, y'all. City breathing all down your neck. Bad news and good though. Y'all know that beat? Love that song. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, you mentioned earlier that it has this East Middle Eastern or Eastern sounds to it uh, at the beginning. And, and I, I noticed that too, that, you know, it flows into like a more urban sound or whatever as the record progresses, but it doesn't feel jarring or anything. And it's like, you wouldn't notice it. Didn't notice it the first listen, second listen, but then fifth listen, I'm here like, oh yeah, it did kind of, that back half of the record, which is where a lot of the stronger songs are for me. Like, I really like a lot of those songs on the back half. It starts to go that route and it's interesting to me how uh, well the record flows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good at that. I think, and even, even, I mean, Black on Both Sides is a great example too, but the like first half of Black on Both Sides, all the songs just kind of flow together. Some of them just, like one starts as one is ending and they don't, there's like no breaks in between and just something he's done for years with all of his albums where certain songs just connect and it's like, this is this is the, a section of the album that's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was thinking that I don't know how y'all felt about it, but we did that Goody Mob record, and that's that album to me like takes its time in terms of pacing, and you know it's got these it's got skits all over it that are thirty seconds to a minute long between the tracks and stuff, and this one feels like so much more uh, urgent or like it's 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 really like in a hurry or something. I, I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it, and it uh, it's cool. I like yeah, a lot it. of the songs on this record are not really very long. They kind of get in, and mm-hmm. then it's already like fading to another song, which is cool. Yeah. I, I could do without the skits on hip hop records. <laughs> a lot same. of times, yeah. Yeah, it can be. I've been talking. Me and Matthew been talking about putting skits on our new record, the one that we're gonna <laughs> record for our band. We got some funny ideas, <laughs> so maybe you're not gonna like it so much. <laughs> Or maybe you'll like it because we're friends. We'll be panned. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but James, kind of like what you're saying about like the urgency of it or whatever. I had that in my notes for like the last track, especially like that it almost felt like the whole like album like put into like a pressure cooker or like kind of not like condensed down or something, but just like wanting to like fit more into like 
I don't know. It's almost like the album's ending, but like he has like so much more to say or something was like the vibe I like got from that song. Static rhythm of Boogeyman Productions. Don't stop the rock, don't. Don't stop the rock, don't. Don't stop the rock, don't. Don't stop. I got that vibe on that too. I felt like I'm on a sidewalk in New York City. Like I want to ride. I want to ride my skateboard to that song. It was like a cruising or something. Yeah. Which which song is the last one? Yeah, Casa Bay. Casa Bay, yeah, incredible. Yeah. And I really music? liked the music in that song. I've not too. seen the Just music. Like mm-hmm. The horns and like yeah. all of it was like very cool. So, so what were the singles off of the album? I think Casa Bay. There's a video for History. History. Mm-hmm. What you? All right. After this podcast, you've got to watch the video for Casa Bay. It's so okay. Sick. Yeah, okay. I didn't watch it's any of like, the videos. It's so. just like one shot of him rapping. And the, the little these little dots and lines start coming out of his mouth, and then they change to letters and then words, and it's just like well lit and so cool. Cool. This is a professional music video producer. Yeah, very professional. Yeah, yeah so your words carry a lot of weight. I have seen some of your work, Mitch. Oh, uh-oh. and I should just apologize in advance because I'm a big fan of the logo on your website. Oh, thanks. And I may be ripping it off a little bit. Oh, have in at the it. future. I, apologies. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's what's yours going to be? So like we have this business hard audio cables or whatever and I want to try to start like a DIY oriented site and I want to do a, a logo that is similar. I like the way yours looks and I, I just want to do something in that vein, I guess. Wait, what's a, what's it look like? Describe it to me. It's white background. I want to say it's like Helve- a sans serif font. It's not Helvetica, but uh, if you want to send me the font too, man. <laughs> uh, Wait, are you describing red Mitch's text logo with right some now? line art and a whale okay. tail? You're not really describing it very well, James. I, I have no idea what it looks like. So there's a whale tail. Yeah. <laughs> a very, very sexy whale tail. Yeah. Does it? I forgot. I haven't looked at it in a while. Does it say Mitch? Whales, or does it just say the do and edit for you? It says Miss Wales. Both. It does. Okay. 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 That, so my last name is Wells, W-E-L-L-S. Uh, but th- that was taken on Instagram and, and Gmail. So I did Mitch Wales, mm-hmm. like the animal, because it sounds like you're saying Mitch Wells with a funny southern accent, <laughs> Mitch Wales. Yeah. It just made me laugh. And so I chose this little whale tail. But the funny thing to me is that it's like my professional website with all of my work on it. But the logo just says, do an edit for you. (laughs) (laughs) Non-professional. It's like sabotaging myself. But anyway, I'm glad you like it. And and yeah, yeah. Take it. Whatever you need. All right. All right. And then I'll I'll have to unfollow you on Instagram. And you need to unfollow me on Instagram so there's no trace, no, no paper trail. Yeah, <laughs> we're so good at describing things. How did you feel about us describing the album cover of Summit? <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. I, I mean, especially the uh, the guy with the hat and the coat walking away. <laughs> Perhaps a messenger <laughs> bag. Yeah, <laughs> knowing you guys listen to that makes me want to shrink into my seat. I love no, it. No, it was great. Oh, I wish y'all had, had us on for that episode. I know. Yeah. Dude, seriously, we'll do another DAO album and get get you guys back. Sure. I thought I thought that was the original ask. I was like, oh, this will be fun. Yeah. Oh, when, maybe when I when I do that zine, I'll send y'all the zine and uh, we can do like a follow up. Yeah, like a re sweet yes. Myth, Myth Breakers style or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Brian had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> None of um, us did. Yeah, we can do a uh, 
what's it called a, a post-op or whatever on the yeah a debrief the yeah. debrief <laughs> two years later he's still hooked on whippets yeah. <laughs> uh i think my favorite part of this entire album was that slick rick verse yeah. Really oh good. yeah, really like we were talking about today. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's so good, man. Just talking about being in Iraq. Sit and come relax. Riddle of the Mac. It's the patch. I'm a soldier in the middle of Iraq. Uh-huh. But say about noonish coming out the whip and looking at me curious, a young Iraqi and kid, just like rapping for that kid. Yeah, really yeah. cool. That might be my favorite part of the album too. That's so, definitely one of my favorite tracks. I mean, that is a big thing for him right I, I guess we're supposed to be calling him yasin bay too does he does he want people to call him most deaf anymore yeah he goes by yasin bay now but i think the albums that are most deaf albums to me are still just like that's most deaf mm-hmm. when he comes out with a yasin bay album i'll be like oh that yasin bay album yeah, you know? right gotcha. i watched like a short interview with him where he talked about that and i mean he basically said like most deaf is it's like a pen name or like a performer's name but he felt like it, most deaf was becoming too much of like a brand and he wanted to distance himself from that um love that is, yeah i agree i totally agree like i mean everyone's I, so obsessed I, with branding now it's like i don't know i, don't know what I, you're I think about. it's i think it's a lot like this record too it's like the evolution of him being sort of like local brooklyn northeast rapper versus like the sort of like more worldly um you know he's he's looking at a bigger picture now and, and mm-hmm. i think like the the music and a lot of the stuff he samples on this record is sort of like reflective of that yeah. he talks about that too in that workers comp song i think right like seems like he's attacking materialism and those types of rappers i guess but you can't break my heart because that i just get you fired sloppy work and get your pay grade bust always he's got there's funny videos of him make and him until quality making fun of like uh the sort of like mumble rap <laughs> stuff it's hilarious because i hate all that. i hate all that shit dude i have a hard time with that and i try to like you know listen to an album and and give it a try because it's like it's insanely popular and it's like it's got to be there's something about it that people are responding to but i, I have a hard time with a lot of it too too old too old we're too yeah. old for it i kind of like some of it just old and jaded who, I mean, well who is <laughs> Maybe I, Kendrick Lamar is probably like the closest to like that kind of stuff, like or new, just new new rap in general that like I don't actively dislike. Can, I wouldn't be mad, you know, when anyone listens to yeah. that stuff. Like I don't. But dislike. who's like another mumble rapper? I don't. Maybe I'm familiar. I feel like to me, uh, Future is the name that comes to mind first. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Not not really for me. So DS2, I can appreciate that album, and but it's like not one of my favorites i enjoy travis scott like sincerely his older stuff but i haven't he's the burger king guy right yep yeah he's oh everywhere. wait is it mcdonald's i think it's mcdonald's speaking of branding i was just asking if if uh after hearing this album now and i'm assuming y'all haven't heard the other two albums do you think y'all will go seek those out and check them out? Or was this enough? And you're like, I get it. I don't need any more. I think I'll probably seek them out. Check them out at least. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give them a spin. I, I really enjoyed what I heard. So I I mean, if it's more of that, then sure. Uh, 
James. James. I'll go. Please I, first <laughs> thing is, I have a lot more spins on this record because I feel like there is a lot to this. You hear new stuff every time you go through it, which is great. And then next is I need to listen to Black on both sides some more because I feel like I'm missing something there if I'm liking this so much, you know? And then I am curious about those other two, like, bad records or whatever just because they're not bad they're not bad they're awesome (laughs) they're very good yeah there's a critic saying that there there (laughs) is on on new danger there is some like cheese ball a little he he gets into like rock music and like guitar and drums a little more and there is this like hump to get over with rock blues stuff happening but it's like two tracks it's not it's right it's not a lot but i think if there was something to prevent you from getting into it it would be that but it's not the whole album it's just kind of up front and then he gets over it and and having listened to numerous episodes of your podcast i know that you'll just (laughs) edit your own version of the record with the songs you don't like (laughs) so you'll just delete the parts of songs he doesn't like yeah Yeah, you get those boobar tags create his own version of it every song was represented on summit (laughs) (laughs) every song sure it is oh wait wasn't there a dispute about uh how many tracks were actually on summit oh yeah james when we like first picked it i was like Uh, okay james say the track list because i know you're gonna have something different than like what we all have and you did have an extra song i thought my copy had uh that song voices in the wilderness at the end of it yeah this the the cd does it was like a is a bonus track because uh, we were we were playing the shit out of that song at the time, and um, it was supposed to be on a split with Pigmy Lush that never happened. I love uh, yeah. Lush. So so we just we threw it on the CD, but uh, I, I would even say that like the newest iteration of Summit, which basically has that EP with it, like that EP is essentially like the Summit B sides. So like that to me, like that double is like kind of like the the whole the most complete yeah version because we wrote all that stuff at the same time, and we recorded all that stuff at the same time more or less, um, and like I think Summit just being those four short songs is like kind of short. It's like two right. It's a little short. Like like that's like looking back, that's something I would critique of like we that wouldn't fly for like a for like a new valve full length like but it's uh, like, like a... however, it's just it's like too short like i mean that's cool if it's like a, a fucking thing with some other you know with emma or somebody like to do a shorter yeah. thing but if we're doing like a vow record it's gonna be like a meaty vow record like full of stuff and i'm gonna like the next record's like i'm gonna throttle like the like the other content, like the graphics and the the text. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm even looking. At, I'm looking at stuff and being like, this. I'm. It's like, it's like it's got some lyrics and a couple of quotes. We I gotta go. We gotta get deeper. Like I want. <laughs> I just I think that records like records to me need to be like a thing that you want to like crack it open and like really like sit with dig you. into this thing yeah. and sink your teeth into a little bit. And I think like that's the kind of band we are and. There's a lot of, especially like music critics that like didn't like that about our last record. Oh, it's too long. Wah, wah, wah. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I wanna like push that like further. Like, if we could write longer records and everybody was down, I would be down to like write longer records. Two yes. disc, two disc set, double LP. 
Yeah. Yeah. From now on. From now on. Because we've done that for so long, like have booklets and things going on, whenever I buy an album and it's just like the record and then you pull it out and it's it's like the jacket and the record and there's nothing there, I'm like, did they forget? What what happened to this thing? Where's all the extra stuff? Also, I don't want to keep talking about thou, but I did I did just remember uh, y'all when you were going through Sp- the Spotify thing for the summit, y'all had a question about what Oakland was. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what? convoluted. That's <laughs> like a can of Let's worms, right? We have a podcast on that. Well, I just wanted to. It's not like an actual we an album. Real, real quick, like, I, I'm I'm like. I'm of a pre like digital age, like I'm 40. So like I'm of a pre digital age. I would so be. like, yeah. So um, if I took this hat off, you'd be able to tell. Uh, <laughs> so, so like, like the, the digital stuff and like the MP3s and the streaming stuff, like that stuff is very like ephemeral and like, like this, this is like why we have this stuff on our website for free and stuff like, because like, that's not something you should be charged like in my mind like that's not something you should right. be like charging people to have that should just be like freely available this is an so, interesting like, discussion to me because we were talking about it earlier like you know a, a, a group of bands signed this petition for spotify to pay bands like a penny at song right and patrick and i were talking or, and zach and, and hannah we were on here talking about what is a fair pay scale for bands streaming music and stuff like that should you expect somebody to have to pay for an album that that they just download off the internet or something is that a fair expectation or something i mean yeah. i yeah, i find all this stuff silly. like i see people complaining about spotify and stuff and like i'm just like who cares like i, I get it if that's your source of income if you're like a musician and that is what you are doing and that's your thing we all have other jobs so it's not something we're relying yeah, but on. you guys aren't millionaires but, but- <laughs> but even 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 so, like I can't even even if we were just musicians, like I can't see, I can't see trying to nickel and dime people for every little bullshit. Like, like the like the digital stuff exists to like, it's like free advertisement to me. It's like if your if your music was on the radio, like who cares? It like like I don't give a shit. Well, you do like, get paid for being on the radio, right? Well, you get, you get, yeah. I mean, as much as you wait, get. Wait, wait. How do? How? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> as much, as much as you get from like Spotify or whatever. Like, yeah, who it's, a, it's like, not much. That, yeah. That's like it's yes, it's nothing. It's like nothing to like whatever. Like that stuff is what drives people to your shows. It's what it's what gets people to like buy your records and blah blah blah. And so like, if you're a band that like, I just like that concept to me. Like, it just makes no sense. It's like if you want to sell stuff or what, make money and sell stuff like put out a record and sell a bunch of records and make sure that the record is like worth people's money. And it's like a tangible item full of all kinds of good stuff. And it's like worth somebody like buying and keeping and revisiting and, you know, listening to and looking at and touching and whatever, like there's a lot of low MP3s. Like it it makes no sense to me. Like who who gives a fuck? Controversial opinion guys. This is (laughs) MP3 should be free. This is shit we got to do. I'd argue with Lee about this when you're doing the, the the free stuff. I tend to, I tend to agree with Brian on this, and I think. So here's my question: How does this all lead to Oakland? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. yeah. So, so like Oakland, all those like di- like compilations of stuff are like just like digital. 
compilations where we would push stuff together basically where they like we because we'll do a record and then we'll do a bunch of stuff in between records and then we'll do another record Mm -hmm. so inevitably like the stuff in between records just gets crammed into a thing so we can put it on Bandcamp or wherever so just so it's easy for people to like you know rather than have like a hundred look looks like we have like a hundred releases we could put everything we did in between the two records in one place like meaning splits and eps yeah and yeah, yeah. Labs yeah. Or whatever and, and then and then the way we release it physically is like in a different way too so like it just it's like it's it's sort of like purposely and it, it's purposely confusing and then the way i have it like listed on the website makes it even more confusing like if you looked at our discography on the nola diy page like it it, it it's like it's like a certain like kind of cipher that i created that's another thing I'm working on. It's like a how to decide. Yeah, breakdown of the discography rather make it <laughs> make it easy to like figure yeah. out. It's really it's very it's really simple. We just we right. do stuff in between records and those songs just sort of like get parceled out in all kinds of different places. So like Oakland is like two two batches of songs we recorded in Oakland. That's when, why it's called Oakland. Yeah, when our when our engineer sense. used to live out there, and then Rendon is a batch of songs we recorded at our old practice space on Rendon Street, and Algiers is a bunch of stuff we recorded when we used to record at a studio in Algiers. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the short of it. It's just a bunch of stuff from in between records. All that said and done, there's only one. Yes, you carry legendary sedentary styles, very and it's very necessary. Get it clearly. Anyway, Mug Death is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when are we get back to this record? Yeah, I'm so, yeah. sorry for the, the divergent stuff. No, all good stuff. Yeah, this album, though, I almost like wished that it was longer. Like it was like a good length, but I feel like every time that it ended, I was kind of like wanting it to be a little bit longer so i think i will check out more of his albums because of that that's how i am with all all of his records i was yeah. i was worried that when i looked at the track list i was like oh there's like a a good number of songs on here i hope this isn't too much for these people to like digest or get through I, or something. I can be that way where i'm like boy it's a little getting, getting too long here yeah <laughs> yeah and like the track list was long but like the album didn't feel long yeah I didn't, I didn't get that sense from it either yeah yeah i think 45 minutes is like almost the perfect album length to be honest i like it what? a lot not not 80 minutes or 90 no no <laughs> what? Dude, i'm sorry you do what you want man you guys release your your 130 minute long album i'll listen to it we'll listen to I'll it i'll like it i'll try to learn the riffs and get frustrated <laughs> what's everybody's favorite song on this album oh that's a tough one yeah so for me, probably auditorium, um, and I liked history a lot as well. And then Casa Bay, I feel like those were kind of like some of the high points for me. Yeah, I'll second you on auditorium, and I really liked uh, Pretty Dance. Pretty Dance. It had that really Pretty Dancer. Yeah, 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 yeah that's it. I like that one too. Uh, it had that really fun baseline where like it was like alternating like the verses he was just kind of like grooving around and then mm-hmm. the chorus he's just driving it Very and, and it's so good man it's so energetic so glow singing all over the ring finger yo
Muhammad Ali Sugar Ray song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Uh, what's your favorite? I asked Brian earlier, but he didn't want to tell me. Uh, I mean, I don't know that I don't, it's hard for me to name the tracks because I've been listening to it on YouTube since mm-hmm. it's not on, uh, Same. It's not on Spotify, but, um, Probably history. Although, I think I heard that I know that song from a like bootleg remix record called Most Dub. It's like mm-hmm. most deaf mixed with like dub reggae stuff. And uh, I kind of like that version better than the album version. That's great. <laughs> uh, but uh, probably history. Just, I mean, I love Black. I, I love Tula Quali. I like, I love the, the first two Tula Quali records are, are quality. Quality and I love quality. Uh, what's, what's the one before quality? Uh, I don't know. I uh, the CD. It's um, Reflections oh, Eternal. That mm. one's set. I mean, the, the, song, the songs on those records. See, quality, quality too is like, as that same thing as Black Star, where like every other track has all these guest MCs Something and like, like I don't want to hear guest MCs. I want to hear the rapper. And like, that's what I love about the most deaf records is he doesn't have, I mean, there'll be one or two on a record and that's Mm -hmm. it. But it's not every other track is, you know, half the track is somebody else. I didn't, I didn't buy the record to hear whoever else, you know, I bought it to hear most deaf. Also speaking of that, most dub album highly suggest checking that out too it's awesome and and, and dub quality there's a i forgot the dude's name uh it's, it's some italian name but some guy did a, a mashup of most deaf albums and marvin gay albums called it yasin gay and it's mm-hmm. most deaf rapping over marvin gay music there's two albums worth uh, uh like the departure and the return or something i think is what they're called and they're incredible incredible it's like perfect background dinner music or something mm. but also it's good to like listen to and check I, out. I just listen to all that stuff again it's so good uh for me favorite track maybe i mean just because of the like oh the first song too you love the first song. i mean the first song the opening song the malcolm x sample <laughs> and the, and yeah, the yeah. zelda zelda Bacon, uh like guitar thing don't care what color you are as long as you want to change this miserable condition that exists on this earth thank you that's fucking incredible i i so for quiet dog for me is up there because of the fela cootie mm-hmm. intro if you think i'm gonna change or compromise my attitude in my way of life or in my expression or in my goal What's i love that so much and like as soon as it ends with that and that drum starts it's like much more stronger now oh, here we go we're, we're dancing right now this is good that one is like for sure dance around the kitchen but i also really love uh what is it roses with the, yeah. the lady singing on it at the end that's that what i was gonna say so it's my favorite. pretty to me and the way that they, like he She's singing and he's like doing the hype stuff behind her, but it sounds like, I don't know, just so Yeah, the fun. way they like weave in and out of each other on that song is really, really cool. Yeah. So much Destination. Joe, I imagined happiness. Wide awake in my and it really, real good. That, she's, she's got a, 
that like that's her song. Oh, I know, I know. Which is crazy. I, I read about her just like giving him that song for the album or something, which is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Georgia Ann Moldro, her name. Yeah, I want to check her out. I had not. I was. I'm not familiar with her prior to this. Yeah, me neither. So that's your favorite, Pat. Yeah, I really like that song, especially when like the it starts out with like the kind of there's just a singing and piano, and then when the beat comes in, it like really is grooving. I like that a lot. Guess that leaves me. I'm having a really hard time deciding. (laughs) That song "Roses" is one of my favorites. Bay it's one of my favorites because I feel like you can feel the atmosphere on that song like mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah I love how that song ends too and just like how the album ends with just like that piano like yeah I really, love really it like that yeah <laughs> wish our piano went longer uh, yeah mm-hmm. same yeah maybe the embassy we haven't talked about life in marvelous times which is a really fun track too i like that yeah i like that hook oh it's yeah one of the, the beat on that one yeah the beat on that <laughs> one it's, actually, it's like, very different than the other songs it sounds he like actually tries the... to sing in that one which is interesting. Like... i like all the like power-up sounds happening yeah. And that beat. Teenage love, praying tongue, strange fruit, belly boots, and native drums from Hensock. So I like that. I mean, it's just like about staying positive, I guess, when everything sucks. <laughs> Seems like. But, yeah. Which I appreciate. All right. So I guess we, we try to sum up these albums. Like, well, does anybody have any other songs or topics they want to talk about on it before we go? Let me check my Before notes. we move on. Before we officially start the show. I okay. So I just want to go back to like and this happened to me in like the in the summon album where I was like, maybe I don't know what instruments are, but there's like multiple parts in this album that have xylophones like behind the uh the hooks that I just thought was awesome. But maybe it's not a xylophone, maybe I'm just dumb. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's, it's something like a xylophone yeah, I feel like I or a xylophone marimba. Yeah. I feel like it's a marimba because it's like more a... of a vibraphone marimba kind of guy. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean the 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 eastern influence the, the like uh, I mean the stuff on like the back half of the album that's very like island like a lot of island yeah. kind of stuff too so that's going to be marimbas and stuff like that. I'm that sure. makes sense. Yeah. So one thing I did want to say about this record which is another reason why I liked it so much is any music that sounds like it could be on an adult swim bump is something I'm into. And I feel like there's a ton of that on the beats on this album. Really there's like a that. also, okay. Okay. There's a line uh, on quiet dog where he says, uh, preservation make the greatest hip hop, which I always thought was referencing the preservation hall jazz band. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> because, because that song is about like, you know, back in the day, like people playing that kind of like, jazzy and like dancing and like going you know but i just found out the other day his touring dj is also named preservation mm-hmm. so now i don't know what he's talking <laughs> about he, one of those records he was the one of these records he recorded down here it, i don't think it was this one it had to be 
or wrote down here because he lived he lived in New Orleans yeah. for like a year or two. right so but anyway the the preservation DJ guy did a remix his his touring DJ did a remix of this album that's on Bandcamp called Reestatic Reestatic and it's mm-hmm. also really great it's like it's he took the samples and instead of and like kept more of the sample type music instead of bringing in hip hop and there's like hip hop stuff too but it's like way more uh, sample focused which is very cool that is cool has, has anybody read has anybody read the book that the he pulled the title from for the record i have not i was no. interested mm-hmm. in that after reading about that yeah i'm curious i'm curious about reading that book now yeah sam mm-hmm. seems sad right up my alley and then the the cover of the album is a still taken from this like block of stills of this kid like jumping have y'all seen that at all right it's it's like um i don't know maybe nine or 12 or whatever photos of like this uh you know moving image just Mm -hmm. the the still frames of it and he just pulled one and it's like gorgeous uh there was some sort of to find that a photo book or photo gallery that was supposed to be a sister thing to this album right oh Oh, really i thought i read that on the wikipedia i was curious to look at that but i didn't get a chance yeah yeah but i i didn't look at it but i think i think it's just like images of him uh from the tour of it or something that one of his like friends who's a photographer did a bunch of stuff he he did do uh more recently did like a um another record as yasin bay that's like was just part of a sort of like multimedia like gallery installation really yeah where you'd go in and you'd look at this art he did and uh and and have headphones on and be listening to like this music he, he created like specifically to go that's with cool. art that's very interesting those multimedia projects like that are really interesting to me because i just wonder like how do they get funded and how do they make their money back or do they make their money back yeah because i mean if you're both deaf I'm, people are going to go see what you're doing. I think you know right. they'll pay. A I'd pay a bunch of money to go see that. I just watched this anime yeah. called Short Piece, which is like four short stories, and then it was a multimedia presentation. And so the anime was one aspect of it, and then the last aspect of it was a video game. And I just think like it's very. How do they make that's takes a lot of money to develop all that. We're moving. Yeah, we're about to move into the video. We're game moving world. into the video game world. Video games and comic books. Yeah. Hey, Torch oh, yeah. did it, right? Yeah. Torch had a video game a couple years ago. Really? I think, yeah. But they got on Relapse, and they were like one of the Relapse be babies. You hear that, Rick? Sorry, Rick. <laughs> I want to try to get in touch with those guys and see if they do an episode. <laughs> they seem Probably. Like they some... Yeah. They listen to some interesting stuff. Yeah, they're, they're real down there. Dude. Those are nice guys. Yeah, Torch is, about... is who I've always... Uh leveled our band against like we're doing okay but we're not we're not doing what torch is doing yet <laughs> and, and we're not even like really the same genre i just like love that i'm like we're you know similar enough it's like heavy music and they've got the singing thing which helps mm-hmm. i was like if we can get on torch level then i know we've like made it it's gotta get a singing i know i saw somebody tweeted today about uh something about the collaboration record that like uh that would have been shit without Emma or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, just a regular really dollar. I'm it. like, damn, I retweeted it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I remember 
in the heyday of me getting to go to shows all the time and stuff. Torch got to tour with Deftones, I think, or Coheed and Cambria. That's yep. the dream, Deftones. It was Deftones. <laughs> and I remember asking Nunez after a show one time, like, how that went. He's like, oh, man, they hated us. Nobody liked it. <laughs> really? It was Coheed and Cambria, I think, and Circa Survive, I think. Uh, yo, yeah, that's a, that's a weird Nobody... lineup. I would, I would love to go on a tour, though, where, like, the, the crowd hated, like, absolutely yeah. hated us. I don't want to do that. I want to play fun shows. I mean, that would be kind of fun. You know, be like yeah, kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. free. I like shows that have a, a varying styles, varying styles on the bill. Like I, th- I thought that was awesome when they went on tour with those people, but I, I wasn't surprised that maybe those audiences didn't love it. Well, that that we've got that when we've taken certain bands on tour with us that didn't fit genre wise, but we're people we're friends with or stuff we were interested in. Uh, I think a good chunk of our crowd just doesn't, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of people I think that like that that are, are like well-balanced types. And then there's a still a strong contingent of like metalheads, dragger cretins <laughs> that like, we just can't seem to ditch. We're working on it though. Yeah. We're kind of, <laughs> of smart them up a little bit. Yeah. What's, what's the say on the record? Well, something about your smartness, smarty. What's the uh, line? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, we'll we'll get them there. We'll we'll get them there. So, last thing on most def. What, do you, any of y'all have any favorite lines on the record? Let's close it out with that. Favorite verses, mm-hmm. moments, and I can go first. One of mine is phony as a facelift. <laughs> I like that one. That that slick Rick line. Get the fuck up out my country. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. Awesome. I like the couple lines in Revelations uh, when he's talking about I hear him eavesdrop and turn it up louder. Black freedom, black genius, black power, black ink for printing the black dollar. And tell the CIA I say now what? Black power, black ink for printing the black dollar. And tell the CIA I say now what? And CC is central bank. Loose change, body slamming, big money. And CC is uh, the central bank. I love that part too. Yeah. Yeah. I was Googling those lyrics to say the exact same thing, Patrick. And uh, mm-hmm. there was also one just like tiny detail in Quiet Dog where he's like, uh, I, forget, I think this is towards the beginning. Where he just says, cousins, uncles, aunties, synonyms. I just like yes. throwing synonyms on the end of that line. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was cool. Uh, misters and I always thought it was misters and uh, missuses, but it's misters and mistresses. Yeah, in that same line, and I, mm-hmm. I, that's something that I never really caught before. Mm-hmm. Favorite line? What what's the what's the line in uh, Casa Bay where it's um, bright light shining at distance, or what is it? Uh, no, I can't remember. From a distant star. Yeah, light shining from a distant star. I was like, oh, I'm going to rip that off for that. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> <laughs> One that keeps popping up is, uh, I forgot what song. Uh, ninth floor, three three tiny rooms, one view. It's all in there. And it's like, uh, their green grass is green. Our green grass is brown. And mm. just the way he talks about like, it's just like classism and stuff too. And like, you know, poverty levels and his, his albums are very, I mean, it's easy. It's not punk, but there's like a lot of punk, mm-hmm. like I, you know, punk in the, and his like 
mindset are very similar to me and just the way yeah. you talked about this stuff is it's so creative and flowery but like and it, it's good for like rhyming and hip-hop but right. getting into it deeply is like man it, it's sad he's talking about heavy stuff and he's asking for some extreme like change and things like that and yeah the way it's presented and is is you know it's interesting how well he presents it and how it can be digestible or you could like be listening to it for your sixth time and be wondering like, man, I still don't understand this record, but it's cool. Right. So Hannah, your lines. I didn't prepare a favorite line, so I would just be picking one quickly. So I'd rather just pass, but just boogeyman. Every time he says boogeyman, I like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember liking a lot of the lyrics on history, um, but I didn't write any of them down. So. Everybody act according to the season that they're born in. I think it's one of the first lines. Oh, from yeah, that's right. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, I was at that show with you, Tip of Teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've not seen... with you, but right. you were there. I, I was just, there. I've seen him twice, and at both times, it was, like, incredible. What, what was Tip of Teams and what he played House of Blues? Yeah. And I, I saw him at Mojo Fest or oh, Voodoo cool. Fest. Must, I think yeah. it's still Mojo Fest. Uh, that was sick, and... While Lee was there, and just came out and did a bunch of Black Star shit. That was like right when I got no Mojo uh, Fest. Right, I got I, I started listening to Most Def in like 2002. I was living at like a punk warehouse, and one of my buddies there just gave me Black on both sides, and um, got way deep into it like right away, and was like listening to it nonstop. And then just out of nowhere, he happened to be playing some fest in City Park, and um, I somehow got a ticket, like a free ticket or whatever, and went in there by myself and just That's awesome. went, went in, walked in, watched him. He played and then got out of there. <laughs> when, when we saw he was on a plane with us uh, coming back from – With us? Yeah, coming back from Europe or something. I, but, no, I was not there. I would have flipped out. I would have, like, lost my yeah, maybe, maybe jet. Yeah. I, I didn't say anything to him, but I wanted, I wanted to just walk by and be like, I love you, most half. <laughs> in his ear. I love you. I, I I don't think I was there. I would have literally lost my mind. <laughs> I was on a plane with the freaking guitar player for Incubus, and I was like, "Yo, is that dude?" And no, dude, those guys. And I like texted my mom. I was like, "There's a there's a photo of me and this dude on on my wall, like my childhood room, like packed to the wall. I was like, send me a photo of that. And I could show it to this guy when we met." Oh, and it wasn't there anymore. And if I freaking out for the Incubus guitar player, like I would have, they would have to land the plane or something. Most definitely. Pardon Me is one of the songs that got me into like heavier music from Incubus. Oh, yeah. I would steal that record out of my sister's CD case and like play it on my little Walkman. My Our guitar player, Matthew, that's like one of his first favorite records, too make yourself wait can i tell a quick funny story about incubus yes and how cool and how cool my mom is or do we need to go is this too long no dude no, this is great no okay so right like brian was saying when he got the most stuff album and got real into it i was that way with uh incubus and i got so i was like in the seventh or eighth grade or something had like two or three songs on a mix and just listened over and over and we're driving around new orleans i'm from baton rouge like an hour and a half away and i was listening and i see a flyer that's like incubus tonight at the house of blues or something and i was like mom dad can we can we like go to this show i'm listening to them right now i'm obsessed and they're like yeah sure let's go and the house of blues is like 18 or 21 plus 
And so we get there and I'm like, oh, so bummed. And their tour bus is parked right outside. And my mom's like, hold on. And she goes, just bangs on their tour bus. <laughs> and she's like, hey, my baby's outside. He, he loves your band. We all come outside? And they're like, yeah, sure. And like all of them came outside, took photos with us and talked to us for a while. And I was like, this is the best night of my life. <laughs> I like freaking out. It was, it was oh the best God. thing. That is awesome. No, they didn't give me the show. What a great! But mom. so when I when I saw him on the plane, I was like, had this story to tell of like yeah, being of in, at the photo, but couldn't find it, which is like such a bummer. So if I can wrap up the podcast, there is some stuff we want to talk to y'all about because y'all y'all are like a remote band, right? You got sort everybody's. In, or you, I guess you used to be more so, right? I, I don't know how where everybody's at these days. Our drummer is in Tennessee, okay, uh, but everybody else is in New Orleans now. So Hannah and Patrick, they're in Boston. I'm here in Tyler. You know, I met them here in Tyler. We started a band, got really into it, and then they moved away. And we've tried to keep the band going. And, you know, we've recorded albums in this state, and we've toured in this state. And it's it's tough. So I'm curious how, how you guys make that work. But... Very poorly. Yeah, not great. <laughs> but that's, it's hard. that's why Nagus took two years to write, probably. More. Did it take longer? I can't remember. It was a, a million time. years? Yeah, it was a lot. It's tough. I mean, we, we are in a lucky situation where we'll every now and then have enough money to, like, fly in the people who are not living in Louisiana. And it's, like, it doesn't cost us anything personally. Like, we can charge it to the band, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge deal. And, like, without that, I think it would be even harder. It, it's, the creat- it's the creative stuff, though. And, and uh, I think, like, not having a weekly practice and not having that um let me and Andy talk about this like not having that like uh oh i better have something to show people right and not mm-hmm. look like you know a chump when we show up yeah. and everybody just kind of looking at each other with nothing uh not having that motivation is real hard we're real lazy like we're like a super lazy man we haven't gotten together in how long on oh, march since march it's a long time well, but we're getting like together guys... on Saturday. Monday. For the... oh. Monday. Sorry, Monday for the first time. Send us the Zoom call link. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like you guys just released a record, right? So it's kind of like, I assume it's a busy what, what time a rec- for the band. Yeah, but a record that we recorded over a year ago? Yeah. Until oh. August 2019 or something? Yeah. Like, there's nothing. We The last time we recorded something was March right before all this and the record the thing we just released we must have recorded like months before that yeah we've done one or two things during quarantine but it's like little covers there mm-hmm. anyway what was your question i mean patrick hannah i mean i think you guys are hitting it hitting it it's, it's tough to be productive it's it's hard oh yeah it's tough yeah and and then also like like our band in terms of like writing stuff really relies on like two people who are like sort of the architects of the music to like come up with the bulk of things. You I mean, that it. might, that might change now with KC, hopefully. I think I'm going to try to write a little bit. I've been trying to get him to write stuff for like years since I joined the <laughs> And he's probably written one song. I think in that two. Time. Well, a couple other things have popped up in. Yeah. But in terms Great of song. like bringing a song to practice. Yeah. I think I have two like full songs <laughs> on stuff. But I, I, like I was saying, Matthew and I have started a new band where I wrote everything. 
and I, we've had like a full album's worth of stuff and it was so fun. but you know that's like quarantine style just sitting in my room playing stuff and then nice. doing it and now that that's done i feel like all right i can start doing something else so i think i'm gonna try to write for now the thing i just don't think it's gonna be good i'm not gonna i'm not good at this kind of music i don't listen to like doomy sludgy music so i'm not i don't know how to do it but that's that that's a recipe that'll, for that'll, making yeah, some interesting things will come out of that yeah that's a recipe for people. making the best version of it to me like, yeah i always i always think the best bands my favorite bands and genres are bands that don't listen to those genres to me i mean no no one in val right. i mean tyler is probably the only one who listens to yeah i mean i don't even think matthew listens to music anymore no i don't think so <laughs> yeah so that was curious to me. Like, if I ever read a book and I read a good book, I will get, I will feel like, man, I've got a bunch of riffs coming out of this, and it feels great. <clears throat> and I think it's it's interesting how, I mean, you can get influenced by a lot of different things. Where do y'all get your ideas from? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you just get real high. I was just, I always think of uh, that Norm McDonald show for interviews. Just where do you get your ideas from? Yeah. <laughs> Did he ask like every person that, or there was some? Yeah. yeah, Adam, so. you get. So, yeah, I guess we've done the thing where like we learn all the songs on our own. We show up to a studio, had not played them in the same room at all, and we recorded that day live to like mm -hmm. a tr like Pro Tools, whatever. But you know, we recorded it live to in a studio. Out. We yeah. we we've done stuff where we've done it piecemeal. Yeah. Like uh, there there was a time where uh, me Matthew and Josh, our other drummer, our old drummer, were the only ones in Louisiana, and the three of us were still getting together. I think like almost every week and practicing. Like we we learned all those Nirvana songs. I think the three of us learned first. Yeah. And we're practicing. And we wrote we wrote a handful of stuff just as a, the three of us and. Their stuff we record with the Ray Sylvia record, which is all Matthew's stuff. Like yeah. three of us went and recorded, and then they came in and overdubbed because Mitch and Andy both lived in California for a few years. I mean, yeah, I guess you I say you guys are a lazy band, but you have like so many releases. <laughs> well, it, it's it's like it's like spurts of like yeah. hyperactivity and work and a little bit of creativity, but like yeah. it's a ton of like procrastination. It's like for as for as much as we do, like the sh the shit we talk about doing is way oh, more, yeah. <laughs> and then that'll get that'll like get start getting chopped. Oh, we're not going to do this. We're going to chop this off. We'll, we'll forget about that. I don't feel like doing that. If, if we did everything that Brian has had planned for us at some <laughs> point, we wouldn't stop like being at practice or in the studio or something. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, you got to shoot for the moon, right? All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, being our first guest. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> it was pretty terrible. Oh, yeah. Bad. I feel worse having done that. Yeah. No, thank you for having us. This was so fun, and we we've, we've been talking for how long now? How long we've been doing this? Like two and a half hours. Two and a half, two and a half yeah. hours. Yeah. Sorry for keeping y'all. No. Please. I mean, no. We love it. I mean, anytime you guys want to come back on. You're welcome. Next week. Next week. Yeah. What's the, what's the, let us know the album. We'll start listening. Uh, well, thank you. And thanks for all the nice stuff you said about Summit. That was very kind. We appreciate it. And this was uh, super fun. We loved doing it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for the Summit episode. Checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. Thanks again.